On this episode, we review The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Too Many Books podcast, the show where we go through that stack of books on your desk, tell you which ones to move to the top, the bottom, or get rid of all together. I'm one of your hosts, Jack Dodge, and joined as always by co-host Jack Wilkie. Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to be back. How are you? I'm doing well. We had a good, uh, we had a good Thanksgiving together. Indeed, watching your Cowboys lose. Yeah, not so good on that. Oh, part, sorry, but sorry, the, not that you know, part of the right food, now. the, <laughs> the <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Dealing with dealing with sickness on the way up there. We had what fourteen inches of snow or something on that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Just the whole thing was it was a very weird Thanksgiving. No basketball this year. Exactly. It's awful. And now I'm living with the regrets of everything I ate, with no yeah. way to say, "Yeah, it was all right. I played some basketball." <laughs> yeah, the Monday scale was not kind this year. Uh, I just threw mine away. <laughs> don't have to deal with it that way good call well we're good to be back we we teased a book of yours we kind of had a few I mean, we have had lots of things come up so this episode's a little delayed but that's all right we've got a special episode coming later too uh, as a result and uh, we'll talk about that towards the end of all of this but you uh, you read The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul well-known name to many people and a very well-known book by him well, what what pulled you to this book? Well, like you said, Sproul, you know, um, very influential in the the world of Christendom, and I'll use that broad term. Um, and this, I think, I would have to say, is his most well known work, his uh, strongest, you know, just most influential uh, on the holiness of God. I was doing some preaching on it, and this is kind of the book that. Uh, that I kept coming across and kept getting recommended, and so I just wanted to see, you know, what what he had to say, and I thought it was interesting, and we'll get into this a little bit more later. But as I read through it, how much of the rest of what you hear about the holiness of God has been influenced by his book? Uh, how hmm. much, you know, the, the the ways he phrases it, the emphases emphases he makes. Um, uh, we're probably all familiar with them and don't realize just how much almost comes directly from from some of the words he had to say. And so, uh, you know, it when people call it influential, it really is uh, a, a very good read, and I'm glad I picked it up. Well, all right. I'm looking forward to getting into the review of it here. Do you have a uh, description of it? Uh-huh. This is from uh, Ligonier Publishing. It says, Now celebrating 25 years of publication, this classic can help you better understand the biblical picture of God's awesome holiness and why it is so foundational to God-centered, God-honoring theology and Christian living. In The Holiness of God, R.C. Sproul demonstrates that encountering God's holy presence is a terrifying experience. Dr. Sproul argues that this struggle is nonetheless necessary because it is the only way to cure our propensity to trust in ourselves and our own righteousness for salvation. All right, very good. Looking forward to it. You you seem to like the older books. You know, when it's something gets labeled a classic, you know, there's a curiosity in me. It's like, all right, let, let's see about that. And Respect some, the classics, man. Yeah, well, sometimes it lives up to it, and sometimes it's like, how is this a classic? But this, this book lived up to it. All right, well, we'll see how exactly you felt about it here. Just a moment. 
like about the book? It it did its titled purpose exactly as it meant to. Uh, It impressed you with the holiness of God. Uh, It's just, and he makes the case very well that the holiness of God has been lost. Every religious error starts with a misunderstanding of the holiness of God. The prosperity gospel, the I'm okay, you're okay, you know, relativist gospel, the uh, legalistic I'm earning my way by my good works gospel, all of those are just, uh, they, they start, like I said, the, the foundation, the, the first step towards that error is misunderstanding the holiness of God, uh, how separate he is from us, how, you know, it's, it's all kinds of things. It's not just his moral purity and his righteousness, but just his otherness, his set apart. God is over here and, and we're over here and we can't attain to that on our own. And so uh, it, it really paints the picture that needs to be painted for literally every single Christian of how holy God is and the regard we should hold him in. Uh, this is a quote you've probably heard or, or something, a similar idea, where he said, Only once in sacred scripture is an attribute of God, attribute of God elevated to the third degree. Only once is a characteristic of God mentioned three times in succession. The Bible says that God is holy, holy, holy. Not that he is merely holy or even holy, holy. He is holy, holy, holy. The Bible never says that God is love, 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 or mercy, 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 or wrath, 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 or justice, justice, justice. It does say that he is holy, 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 that the whole earth is full of his glory. And so it's that idea that this characteristic defines everything about God. And he says something similar elsewhere. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it defines, you know, God's love is a holy love. It's a set-apart, better, higher love. God's justice is a better, higher, it's a holy justice. It's And so everything about God is filtered through his holiness. And going back to my original point, I just don't think people understand that. I think... And when I say people, I mean when, when you see that religious error, when you see someone being led away by something as simple as, well, you know, Philippians 4.13, Jeremiah 29.11, God's going to make your life great. Or, you know, when you see kind of a flippancy toward God of, well, I can come back around to God when I need him, but, you know, uh, the rest of the time I'm, I'm, I'm not that interested in following him. Or, like I said, even the, re- the religious legalism of, you know, I'm going to do my hardest to obey and then I go to heaven. Uh, not downplaying obedience or any of those things, but it starts with the holiness of God and the realization that without Christ, we can't attain to that. Like, we, he dictates everything because he's that holy and we're not. You, um, you mentioned a couple times here about uh, a thing that we just don't get the holiness of God, and you, I mean, you explained what you meant by that. But my, so follow-up to that is, do you think, outside of whether you recommend this book or not. We'll get there in a little bit. Uh, but do you think this is a good book for kind of all groups of people? Is it more maybe of a higher level type of book? Uh, you know, preachers need to be reading this or anybody ought to be reading this. What do you think uh, about that? I think it's very accessible. I think, you know, there's there's not too much, you know, theological uh, seminary jargon. There's not... Uh, you know, it, there's depth to it, um, but it I, it's something that I think just anybody could pick up and, and read and understand fairly well. Um, and, I, you know, I do think ministers should, should understand it because this is something that we need to impress on the people we're teaching and training and leading. Um, but I also think 
just you know the person who um, is I, I don't want to say average Christian, but the the person who's not in leadership, not a teacher, not a preacher, whatever else, they need the you know this kind of teaching just as much as as anybody else, and so this is there, there's nobody who this wouldn't fit, I guess I should say. Cool, yeah, and if it uh, if holiness is kind of the 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 characteristic on which all the other characteristics hang, you know, holy love, holy wrath, holy justice, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. then you would think it would need to be central to, you know, holy sermons, holy singing, holy praying, uh, and mm-hmm. everything that we do uh, throughout the right. church. Right. Any other any other likes? Um, I mean, I, I kind of just took it all in one shot there, sure. but no, it it really has a value, and it really sticks with you. I mean, it's, there's some books that you read it and go, okay, good ideas, I might implement this, that, or the other thing, but this, it, it frames your view of God in a way that, that, like I said, sticks with you. It's something that, you know, as you go in your relationship with God, you go, oh, this is how I see him now, you know, and and your appreciation for him grows, your love for him grows, your, you know, respect and reverence for him grows, and, uh, you know, just a good good thing across the board. How was it as a, as a read? Like, not, is, it, it, is it a longer book? Is it pretty heavy? It, you know, it's not too bad. Um, it, you know, it's one of those that moved along pretty well. There were a couple parts that got a little dry, but... You know, some of these guys in, in kind of this vein, like John Piper, sure, he yeah. makes he's got a lot of interesting points, but some of his books are just a slog. And I, I felt like this one, you know, was was you know kept you interested, kept you you going. So it's not not as good. Good. All right. Uh, what'd you dislike about the book? Um, you know, you can always nitpick. Uh, there was a chapter in there I thought was kind of weird about. The importance of holy places, and he was kind of arguing um, for our, our worship spaces, and you know, hey, coming from the Presbyterian background, background, a little more formal, a little more, you know, built around the altar and the the symbolism around the what they would call the sanctuary, and we call the auditorium, um, you know, versus this community church thing today, which. I think there's a value to that, you know, that you are diminishing the holiness of God when you go in and there's the smoke machines and the the neon lights and that kind of stuff, you know, making it look like a club or whatever. I I agree with that side, but the side of it that says, you know, we've got to build our church buildings in a way that, you know, shows this is a place of reverence and you come in here and, uh, I mean, in my own book, which we'll talk about in later episodes that I'm working on, that's one of the ideas that we have to be getting away from is that the building is a sacred space that we come to and like we're close to God here. You know, it's a temple mindset, which the Bible says we're the temple of God now. Right. You know, right. And, and so I didn't like that point. I get what he was saying. And I, like I said, I get the one side of it that is pushing back on the casual, worldly, hip, you know, church, but the side saying, well, we as a church need to make sure the sanctuary feels really holy, so people in, uh, feel close to God there. I, I don't I, I, that idea I didn't like. Other than that, you know, obviously he he's pres- Presbyterian, he's Reformed, and so some of those ideas come through. But it wasn't. You and I have both read books where the Reformed Calvinist view is so thick, you just it almost takes away from everything in it. Yeah. I think this. There's a reason why it's so broadly influential. Is Calvinist Arminian, which you know we are for for those who aren't familiar with the terms, uh, Arminian being 
not born in sin, not predestination, and all that stuff. Um, it, it, it there's there's really not a lot in there that's gonna turn you away mm. because he's just shoving that so hard. Pretty well focused on his intention of the book and not really throwing in all the rest of the stuff. Then sounds like right. at least as far as Calvinism goes. Right. Cool. Very good. Any other? I mean, is that it? Just the just the one little point and the. I mean, that's pretty yeah. good for a dislike. I'm, I'm wondering I'm what a your little, rating is. <laughs> I'm a little removed from uh, um, having read it. This was, this was a while back, but as far as I remember, those are the two things that really popped. Uh, and that's that's pretty not much, you know, and so that's just kind of nitpicking. Probably why it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, and that's when you talk about ratings. Anytime you got to sit down and, like, put your rating me jack wilkie saying here's what i grade this classic like man nobody cares <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> it, it has achieved its own rating over the years but i'll still give it one all right well what is your rating let's see so i gave out a 10 recently right because uh, that yes, and andrew murray surrender. right yeah and that one you know but really yeah, this was close. I'd put this at a nine. So, all right. All Suddenly, right. I'm the generous grader. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna have to swing to the other side myself and just I'm yeah, start reading the East German judge. I hate, right, and then tanking our our average score uh, for the podcast. So. Obligatory Bob Goff reference. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you one of those. Poor guy. We need a second one to, so he's not so lonely down there at the bottom. Uh, that's the problem. I heard that if I didn't like the first, the second would be worse for me. So we'll just we'll leave him alone. We'll he's leave him a nice alone. Guy. I think I have a book though that is going to be low for me. Oh, so. okay. Church we'll, reset. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we'll talk about that here maybe just a little bit in a moment. the holiness of god what did you think about it you can let us know on our facebook page too many books you can also get a hold of us at strong church and our email strong church ministries at gmail.com be sure to listen to our last episode uh, covering scripture and the authority of god by nt wright there's a book i read on kind of his approach to how he studies and interprets the bible uh, as well as well a lot of the other normal stuff that he inserts in every book uh, about heaven and, and Paul and things like that. Our oh. next episode is going to be talking about some books that we are looking forward to and the books that we really enjoyed reading this past year. So uh, maybe as you're you're getting close to Christmas and the new year, you can hear our list and go, okay, some of those sound interesting. Maybe I'll, I'll join them on this journey with them over the course of the next year so you can find us anywhere podcasts exist be it itunes google or anything like that and we hope you enjoy listening to us you can always email us with any feedback you have uh, just as long as it's good you know don't send too much don't don't give us the the love does treatment give us <laughs> treat us like a classic that's where we want to be happy reading we'll see you next time
Too Many Books is a strongchurch.org podcast and is available on Apple, Google, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit strongchurch.org for more resources like this one designed to help strengthen your Christian walk.